repetition is reputation. It is so easy to want to go on to the next message, the next campaign, the next thing. But I think the brands, and especially I think right now in an increasingly fragmented space and so many messages going to the consumer, that repetition of your brand, your branding, your brand elements, your key message is really, really important. Hi, before we get to this week's podcast, I'd like to tell you that Automated Creative are releasing a book called How to Make It in Marketing, Volume 1. It is a collection of the best marketing career advice we've had from over 200 episodes of the Shiny New Object podcast. You'll hear from some of the biggest, brightest and best names in the industry showing you telling you how to grow your career. You can reserve yourself a copy at this URL. So get your pens out. It's bit.ly, so bit.ly forward slash make it in marketing. So that's bit.ly, bit.ly forward slash make it in marketing. But the make it in marketing bit is in capital letters. So bit.ly forward slash lowercase and the rest is make it in marketing uppercase. I think you should get your heads around that. And enjoy. It's a great read. Hello and welcome to the Shiny New Object Podcast. My name is Tom Ollerton. I'm the founder of Automated Creative. And this is a weekly podcast about the future of the marketing and advertising industries. And every week I'm joined by one of its leaders to help us dig deeper into the future that they think is almost certainly going to happen. So this week is no different. I'm on a call with John Solomon, who is the CMO at Therabody. John, for anyone who doesn't know who you are and what you do, could you give us a bit of background? Sure. Thanks, Tom. I really appreciate you having me on the podcast. Um, big fan, big fan of the podcast. Yeah. And, you know, my my background, um, born and raised in California, um, but in kind of amongst the Silicon Valley booms and busts, really love technology, um, but ultimately found my way, you know, kind of fast forward, but found my way ultimately into to marketing um, you know, after college. Um, and I uh, started agency side. Um, worked at AKQA, and then eventually went on to, always wanted to go on the brand side. I had an awesome client uh, at Anheuser-Busch at the time, and I said, I kind of want to be like them. I want to be on the side of making some of these decisions, making some of these calls. So um, that took me to ultimately to Beats by Dre. um, And then two weeks after starting, Apple acquired Beats by Dre. I stayed on uh, Beats for about four and a half years um, and kind of left us alone, especially on the marketing side. And then uh, ultimately, Apple, uh, the Apple side of things came calling and uh, had an opportunity to go on the Apple side um, and work within Marcom there and did that for a number of years. And then um, uh, kind of uh, Therabody reached out. I was super passionate about the product they've created. I'm a huge cyclist. Um, and, you know, got to talk to them. And I, I really loved the time I had at Beats. I love that size of company where it's a bit chaotic and they're trying to figure out how to scale and go international. And um, so I really wanted to get back into a company kind of that size and in a similar state. So I uh, decided to, to leave Apple after almost eight years and jump back into a little bit more of the entrepreneurial startup space. Um, and I've been uh, CMO and, and leading a marketing organization for just over a year and a half. Well, John, that's quite the CV. I'm very envious. I'm, I'm sure many, many people will be. But I'm curious to know, kind of throughout that 
career, taking off some very, very big names, if not the biggest, what is the most <laughs> useful thing that you've bought for work with your own money? The most useful thing. So this is going to, I'm going to caveat this. This is going to sound a little bit corny and a little bit self-serving. <laughs> but before I started at Therabody, I actually, um, during the pandemic, bought a Theragun. And it was, um, you know, having a lot of sitting at the computer, having a lot of stress, having a lot of knots while I'm working, um, being a new father, having to pick up a baby, um, getting a bit older now, um, just dealing with aches and pains. And I say that because, yes, it is a bit self-serving um, because that is the product that I sell um, amongst other products. But ultimately, I really believe that you have to be, you have to market what you're passionate about and you have to market uh, products that you love. So ultimately that was a product that I had bought. It really had impact on my life. It really changed um, how I've moved. And when that company came, came calling, I was really, really drawn to it. And I think that that's really, really important in today's marketing. So I want to make the turn to make it a little bit, you know, not just purely self-serving, but also to, as a tip out there, because, you know, I was also a massive Apple fanboy back in the day, um, as I said, growing up in, in the Bay Area. Um, so I, I, I really think that being super passionate about your products and, and loving them and knowing everything about them is absolutely key to a marketer. So that has helped me both in my personal life, and I believe has also helped me to find uh, the role I'm at right now. Wow, John. Wow. <laughs> How was that? <laughs> the thing that really stuck out to me there was the, the being a young father thing. I, I'm, I am a young father. Oh, I should say I'm not young, but my my door is very young. Um, and the, the thought of um, having a Theracon to help through some of those more painful carrying moments it's retrospectively seems like a very good idea so thanks for sharing that story so you've given a great plug to the company with a, a great personal <laughs> recommendation so congrats on that so not what we're going to do now is move over to specifically to marketing advice so what is that yeah. marketing tip that you give your team or your friends or your followers most often that stood you in good stead yeah so my tip is um, from a great um, friend and former colleague of mine by the name of Cheryl Caligari, who ran Beats Europe when we were working together. And um, I always remember um, that she would say, repetition is reputation. And if, if there's one thing in marketing that I always go back and tell people is repetition is reputation. It is, it is so easy to want to, want to go into the next message, the next campaign, the next thing as a marketer. We always want to uh, create new things. It's a very creative um, function, but I think the brands and especially I think right now, um, in an increasingly fragmented space and so many messages going to the consumer, that repetition of your brand, your branding, your brand elements, your key message um, is really, really important. This came up um, specifically when we were developing the campaign, some people may remember, um, called Straight Out Of, and it was to support uh, Dr. Dr. Dre's um, obviously uh, momentous uh, historical biopic around Straight Out of Compton. 
Um, and we were developing a campaign in support of that, given he was a founder of Beats and Beats had a big role. And so with that, we created basically straight out of blank. And it was all about um, where you're repping, where you're from. Um, and people took that and did all sorts of fun things with it as we created a meme generator and everything. But the key thing we did, it was we had that iconic lockup. It was the same thing. Um, no matter if you saw Serena Williams post it, LeBron James, or if you saw a consumer doing it through our own um, generator, it was the thing that everyone saw around the world. I still walk down the street and I still see straight out of meme sweatshirts. And it's the exact same iconic look and feel that was created, I don't know, uh, eight, nine years ago. And I just think that that really, really taught me. And then obviously going to Apple where everything is about um, repeating um, in consistency over and over and over again, um, from the YouTube thumbnail all the way to the packaging to the ad and every touch point that we, we, we sweat. And I think that's something I always go back to over and over and over again. And it's funny, I actually, uh, my wife who's in marketing um, works at SoundCloud. Uh, she was asking what you're going to say. And I, I had said it to her and she's like, wow, I never actually heard you say that. That's, I'm going to start using that. So um, <laughs> I think it's a great thing. I think we forget it a lot, um, but that's something I just, I just go back to over and over again. It's so nice and short, isn't it? Repetition is reputation. But the thing I've, I've sketched down here, though, push back on you slightly when you say repetition is recognition because reputation is what other people say about you mm-hmm. yeah whereas you know you go oh i you know this iphone's great uh, it's so cool whereas whereas if you just have the same iphone picture poster in the same place in old street year after year after years which seems to be their strategy for outdoor that's recognition right yeah or have i, mi- or have I missed the point yeah I, th- I think i think you're look a hundred percent i i think it's the it's the um i think it's it's kind of that but it's also going back to what what are the, what are the values to behind that that you're standing for right and i think that um that that well it might for example um shot an iphone um was a is a campaign that's run for many many years right and the core essence of it is the fact that it's um the ultimate platform for to celebrate what people have done taken with their with their iPhones right that is the that is the overarching idea that never wavers from that but it can be people that are shooting animals it could be people that are shooting um, musicians on tour it could be people you know it, you, they're able to take that and and go in so many different directions with it but at the at the um at the same time, that's what it was known for. And I think that, and ultimately over time, it was known for, hey, you know, uh, you know, speeds and feeds aside, this is known as um, a, a product that can take amazing pictures from anybody. Um, and I think that's where um, did not did not waver from it. So yes, not not the same thing, not exactly the same thing over time. But I do think that's how you build up an important reputation as a brand. Um, is is that repetition and and this, the bigger point is is sticking with things and sticking with things. And you can especially when you have a strong platform um, for your brand. There's all sorts of ways, different ways you can go and dimensionalize it uh, for years and years and years to come.
This episode of the Shiny New Object Podcast is brought to you in partnership with Manfest. Whether it's live in London or streamed online to the global marketing community, you can always expect a distinctive and daring blend of fast-paced content, startup innovation pitches, and unconventional entertainment from Madfest events. You'll find me causing trouble on stage, recording live versions of this podcast, and sharing a beer with the nicest and most influential people in marketing. Check it out at www.madfestlondon.com. So we're at the point we're going to talk about your shiny new object. And when you told me this, I thought, yes, I really want to know the answer to this. Your shiny new object is getting to great work in amongst global chaos, which is in my estimation is probably the same problem that every CMO has got. But I'm curious to know why you've chosen that as your shiny new object and what is it specifically to you? Sure. I, I you know, as, as we started to think about this and I was listening to some of your recent podcasts, I said, man, you know, and I said, I think I said this to you earlier, like, you know, come, coming later in the series, right? Like people have given away a lot of the a lot of the modern, I think, tricks and books and theory, right? I mean, I, I, how many people have talked about, you know, Byron Sharp and how brands grow? How many people have talked about Bennett and Field? And I think that the hardest part right now for a marketer is how do you take this, uh, I think, amazing uh, theory, uh, evidence-backed marketing that we all are, I think, are starting to gravitate towards, and how, how do you actually execute on it amongst some massive, massive uh, changes going on in the world. And I think as, 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 as all of us, marketers and consumers, I don't think we've realized how much things have changed. I mean, I think, if, you know, I'm, I'm kind of break this into kind of three, three key areas. One is just mega consumer trends, right? If we look at the fact that people are remote work, and, and where people are starting their places of work and their interaction. We look at the challenge around deflation. We look even at people, and especially in my category, changing behaviors around personal health. Um, people are starting to take control of their own health. I was just looking at a study that um, physical activity is growing most amongst 65 plus year olds. Right? So we're talking about big, big changes with our with our consumers, right? Then we talk about business headwinds, right? And we all know, we all look at the headlines. We all know that there's, um, you know, threats of recession. We know there's massive layoffs that we're all reading about. Um, and more importantly than ever, um, I think marketing budgets are getting scrutinized and people are saying, uh, people are having to answer for things that they probably potentially haven't had the answer for before. So I think there's massive headwinds from a business and needing to show profitability, needing to talk more about margins, need to talk about um, really, really being scrutinized. And I think on top of it, and I didn't want to be the person that comes in and says, my shiny new object is AI, because I think that's probably what a lot of people would say right now. But the reality is we have a lot of quickly changing tech trends. AI is definitely something that is going to have ma massive impacts for us um, down the road. We had last year was blockchain and Web3. We've had rise of things like um, you know TikTok, um, platform changes. So I just look at this and I say, this is a lot of change very quickly. And I don't believe in, in my career I've seen um, 
really things change this quickly. On the flip side of that, I think it's a, what I tell my team is it's a massive opportunity because when things are going well, it's easy to be a marketer. When things are going up to the right, um, money is flowing freely. Consumers are just buying, um, sitting at home during COVID. But now things that this is really, I think people are going to learn a lot and become great marketers um, because of it. And, I, and how I think about, a, how I've thought about approaching it, and I, I don't quite have the answer um, because I think it's a massive topic, but there are kind of three ways I am thinking about dealing with each of those um, items. One is, I think that the fact that we have, and at least for me, a more distributed workforce is a huge opportunity for us to get a more diverse set of consumer insights. Right? I, I now have a team that is not just sitting in LA um, where our headquarters are and potentially being in a bit of a bubble. I have people in Sacramento and Portland, New York, Boston, um, Spain, Italy, China. We we have the ability, I think, to get a lot of great insights that are sometimes out of our bu- uh, our own uh, filter bubble. I I personally have spent a lot of time now um, up in Montana. My wife and I love it up there. And when I go into Walmart, when I go into Costco, when I go to Best Buy. I, it's a very, very different world than if you were to do that in LA. So I think we have a huge ability to get, um, we leverage the fact that people are more remote and around the world or potentially around the country to get better insights and then come back together and learn from that. So that's one way I'm kind of thinking about a more, uh, how you start thinking about these these macro trends and staying on top of it. I think for the second thing is, is we're talking about the business headwinds. I think it's key, one big key thing. And I think people talk about this before is building that relationships with your sales team, CFO, CEO to ensure alignment on strategy and in, in, in measurement. I think that's something that you have to work hand in hand, have to work closely together on that to really understand what are we trying to accomplish? Because as the third point, as there's so many new shiny objects, um, and as I always say too, there are no small projects. So I think it's I think there's it's always a willingness to want to try and go after and do all these things, especially for a business our size. It is very very challenging to to lose focus. And I think as we're looking at um, you know having to justify more, potentially having to do more with less. Um, I think usually teams are trying to do too much, and they overestimate what a team can accomplish in a year. So I think that we need to be careful about all the shiny objects, are careful of chasing those, a lot of those things, focus on a few key things, maybe take a few bets, um, maybe do a few experiments. But I think focus um, is, is really, really important. Um, and, and that's one thing I've been really talking about with the team, because when we look at our year-long calendar, I think everyone's like, yeah, I think we can we can do this. And now we're already into March and we're like, Okay, like um, it, 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 things maybe take a little bit longer. Things are a little bit harder. We have to get more weight to get some more insights. We have a distributed team. Again, some of those things are challenges we need to use as opportunities. But I really think that that this third thing is focus and what can we actually accomplish in a given year. And so I'm really focused on um, scale scaling back. So that was a lot. Um, I'm sure you have some kind of questions, but I do think it is a just crazy environment right now. And I think sometimes we don't even stop to um, assess it and, and what the impacts are to both teams and, and, and how we should be marketing.
I'm curious to know a little bit more about your, I think it was your third point. You didn't label them specifically, so I might, I might get me getting this wrong, but you talk about AI and the quickly changing tech trends. And it, yeah. You know, and last year it was blockchain and Web3 and TikTok. And now everyone's got bored of that and everyone's talking about chat GPT. So I'm, I'm curious to yeah. know what, what do you think the opportunity is with AI and how are you going to approach it? It's a, it's a great question. I don't, I don't know if, um, there's some fascinating, um, uh, uh, reading that, um, Ben, Ben Thompson's done that I was listening to last night about his interactions with Sydney, um, and, and Bing. And I would encourage everyone to, to go back and, and look at that. He had a two hour conversation, uh, with the, with the AI and just, I mean, it, it's like we're living in the, the movie, uh, her. Which I would also encourage people to go back and rewatch. Look, I think it's I think even more than blockchain and Web three, it's going to be a it is going to be a bigger bigger implications. I think it's going to have huge implications to to marketing. Um, you even seeing you know some of the things Facebook's trying to do to get around their uh, challenges they have with with tracking, and they're starting to have it a lot more AI based, and you have to turn over your creative so it can actually um, you know. Uh, edit um on your behalf to optimize i i think it's going to i think it's going to be a great tool for us to um automate certain things and i think there's certain tasks that we will not have to do and i think it'll become more of an assistant um and it will really help us in a lot of ways um but i uh so i'm excited about that um i think but I think that it's not necessarily going to uh, take the place of marketing. And I think that, um, or at least I guess, I hope not <laughs> for all of us. Um, but I, I think it's a, I think it'll be a great companion. To, I think it'll be, um, there's stuff that we can do. There's stuff that it's going to help us do with its com- computing power and certain tasks. Um, and I think there's things that will just change the nature of work. Um, but it's really, really early. It's very early days. If you started to see how people have been able to poke at it, people have been able to, um, you know, even now Microsoft has gone and clamped down on on what the AI will do. Um, you're seeing, you're going to see all sorts of copycats. I I would go to say, I'll tell my team, you know, this is going, I think it's going to be some fundamental change, but let's not get too distracted with it right away. Like, let's wait and see how this is going to play out. Um, because I think this is something that's going to take a while for us to figure out. I think we should all be aware. I think we should all educate ourselves. But it's very, very early days. Um, and I think as we saw with the excitement around Web3 and NFTs and everyone raced into that, you know, and I think that, again, these are it's easy to get distracted, especially when we need to really focus. Um, so I'm watching it. I'm learning it. I love it intellectually to to, to understand it. but. Um, I don't think us as a team are going to go out and, and start um, dramatically chasing after it this year. I think it'll be a bit, bit of a bit of a wait and see. Yeah, my view is that it comes back to Cheryl's quote from before: "Repetition is reputation, or recognition, wherever you want." Yeah, like does this new technology allow that to happen better, faster, quicker, or cheaper? Yeah, and it's and, yeah. and, across, and across all of your trends, you know, whether it's the kind of mega consumer trends, is it is it remote work? Okay, well, how how does that how does that improve 
repetition is rep- reputation. And, and I think everything you've said, you've kind of given us a kind of list of worries of a CMO. And it's been fascinating to, to hear all of those things sort of laid out in, in such detail. And I really appreciate uh, you sharing the, the your view of the world as you see it and how, how we can all try to do great work in what you've rightly pointed out is great chaos. So, John, if someone wanted to get in touch with you to discuss any of this stuff, I know your LinkedIn box is very full as we discussed before the show, but where is the right place to reach out to you and what makes the perfect outreach message to John? Yeah, I think a uh, great, great question. Again, I, I do enjoy the, the, the conversation. Um, I, I'm always happy. I'd love to, to try and make time um, for people to, to chat more about any of these topics. Um, I, I, LinkedIn is probably the best thing right now. I, I do feel like there's so many different platforms and um, from work being, you know, Slack to email to social networks and everything. So I would say uh, LinkedIn. I Look, I, I think um, I, I think the uh, being very tangible with your request, I get a lot of, um, hey, I'd love to, love to chat or hey, I'd love to just, you know, pick your brain, um, you know, the Time is our uh, the precious commodity for all of us. So I think if it's hey, you know, I I would love fifteen minutes. I'd love to discuss this topic here four or five times that I'm available. Whatever you can do to get someone to respond quick to say yes, this works. Make it easy um, because there's always a lot going on. And, and as I talked about, you know, there's so many different distractions these days um, and, and so many different communication channels. So, and then I and then I'll, the other thing I would say is. I was go back to is uh, that the you know squeaky wheel right? Don't don't be if at some point you gotta if they're not getting a response. Um, but a lot of times you know people are well intentioned; they'd love to respond. Um, so maybe you know a few follow ups, a few nudges. Um, don't take it personally if you don't hear back uh, right away, or if they follow up and then disappear. But at some point, you know, it, it might not work out and for them at that moment. So I would I would kind of stay at it um, as well. John, thank you so much for your time. Tom, really, really enjoyed it. Thank you so much as well. Hi. Just before you go, I'd really appreciate it if you could take the time to write a review of the Shiny New Object Podcast on Apple Podcasts or iTunes, whatever it's called these days, or whichever podcast provider you use. We're an indie podcast, so it would go a long way for us if you could just share the word and give us a bit of a support on those channels. That would just be fantastic. If you haven't got time, that's also cool. And yeah, if you could tell your colleagues about the podcast and also, if possible, don't forget to subscribe. And I'd love to hear your feedback uh, if you'd like to speak on the podcast or be a guest or you think I'm asking the wrong questions, anything. I'd be super interested to hear what you think. So please email me at tom at automatedcreative.net. That's T-O-M at, uh, I'm not going to bother spelling it. Anyway, you'll work it out. Thanks so much.